Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel. From cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Hello and welcome to Passports and Postcards. I'm thrilled today to have with us Tracy Tupperfield, who has been able to pivot during what's this lockdown and now is founded Live Virtual Vacation Experiences. She's a luxury travel specialist, a speaker and advisor. Welcome, Tracy, to the show. Thank you, Randy. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Can you tell us a little bit, uh, you know, with pandemic, we had, I've seen you pivot. A lot of other people have had to pivot. Can you explain to the audience about live virtual vacation experiences and how this came about? Yes, I would absolutely love to. So as you know, the travel industry was hit, um, you know, one of the one of the hardest hit industries with this COVID-19 pandemic. And literally last March 2020, um, I my the whole travel business like disintegrated right in front of my eyes. It was very, very shocking. And as a travel specialist, I did have to continue to work to help my clients um, with all of their cancellations and their changes. So those couple of months of March and April were literally like twilight zone for me. But I knew at that time that either I had to just, you know, call it quits and pack in travel or I could find a way to do what the rest of the world was doing, which was uh, evolve or pivot their business to virtual. So I, I literally had to rack my brain for the first you know, several weeks of that, thinking like, I can't put the planes back in the sky. There's travel restrictions. Like how on earth do I turn my business into a virtual business? And then it hit me that I have made a lot of connections over the past, um, well, I've been in travel for 15 years. So I've made a lot of connections and built a lot of really good relationships with tourist boards and tour operators, airlines, resorts. And I could now utilize those relationships to continue to serve in the travel industry, continue to bring travel to people, keep travel top of mind and keep people continuing to dream. And I can do that virtually by having events over you know the, the main platform that everybody is using everybody's on zoom anyway doing <laughs> virtual things right that's correct and people are saying that they're zoomed out or they're zoomed fatigued with my events i am bringing a vacation experience live to you right in your little zoom boxes there and the one of the main things that i want to make sure that people know about live virtual vacation experiences is that they're not webinars this is not a webinar. This is not like a meeting. This is a in real time live vacation experience. So you get like 60 to 90 minutes to come onto the Zoom with your family, your friends, your coworkers, you know, your business team, uh, organization, association, whoever you're going to do this experience with. And you experience it live with the locals on the ground. So I have done the uh, Antigua several times. We've done St. Lucia and we've done an amazing event with Barbados as well. And the people are live on the ground. So you can actually like unmute yourself and talk to the people that are standing on the island, uh, whether they're on the beach, they're climbing a mountain, doing a hike, 
they are at a waterfall, they're doing a mixology lesson um, at the beach, uh, the beach bar at the resort. And we've had Sandals Barbados, um, we've had Tamarin, we've had, so we have a Coco Hotel in Antigua. And we've also had Antigua Tours, which that was incredible because the owner of that company, Eli, he went live on a boat and went to an offshore island near Antigua and showed us all around the offshore island. So that was incredible. So that's what live virtual vacations is in in a nutshell. It's a live experience so that you can actually feel like you could like literally put your hand through your laptop and like touch the sand. That's how much of an authentic experience that it is. And I think that's what our our travelers need to feel right now is that closeness. I was just talking to a gentleman just a couple of nights ago, and he basically said the same thing. He's, he's booked for Antigua, but it's been postponed, rescheduled, postponed, and now it's scheduled for October, hopefully. We talk about they want to be there, and, and what you're providing here is – more than, like you said, more than a webinar, more than a meeting. This is actual boots on the ground in destination, showing you what you can experience. And one day there will be a way for the computer to actually let you smell the different foods, <laughs> feel the wind in your hair. I think what you're doing is very amazing. And it, to be able to pivot and turn as you've done during this terrible, terrible time is quite amazing. And I want to thank you for doing that, keeping the dream alive. And that's all we can do right now is keep the dream alive. Absolutely. And the thing is, is it's, yes, it's about travel, but it's also about connecting, like keeping people connected because there's only so many, you know, Zoom networking or, or meetings or, you know, all the things that people are doing on, on work as well. People get, you know, dreading having to open their laptop and go on, you know, another meeting. So with this, I'm offering an opportunity for connection with um, new people as well, you know, making new friends uh, or with your work team or your family and friends where you're actually excited to open the laptop, click the Zoom button because you know that you're about to have this experience with other people. So it's connecting to the island, connecting to the travel destination and having that whole vacation experience, but it's also spending time with your family and friends and your coworkers and, and, you know, uh, work people having a very unique and different experience than what you're typically used to. Right. So I love that I'm able to, to, to support the, the destinations because the Caribbean is extremely close to my heart and, you know, seeing what they've gone through the whole world is I know, and, and right in my own backyard, but the Caribbean is especially close to my heart for many reasons. So being able to, keep those islands top of mind and offer a platform for consumers because there's a lot of travel agent events you know hundreds of travel agents getting on zooms together but there's very few consumer facing events and that's what also makes this very unique and and different so i'm very excited about it i've done several of these events and i have many more up my sleeve so i'm hoping you're going to come on one very soon i i look forward to coming on to one of your very soon <laughs> Now, you've been in the industry for 15 years. You did travel before you got into the industry, and that sort of piqued your interest? Uh, yes, I actually, uh, I mean, I, I guess 
in travel overall, I've been probably close to 20, 22 years, 15 as a travel specialist. But prior to all of my actual being working in travel agencies, I worked on cruise ships. So I was the guest relations manager, the, like the three-stripe officer, you know, when you're on a cruise and they're wearing the yes. Navy outfits with the, the three gold things and the epaulets. Yep. The three-stripe officer, guest relations, for five years, um, and that was split between four years with Norwegian Cruise Line and one year with Royal Caribbean. So I sailed all around the Caribbean and some other places. I went to, um, you know, Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, Russia, but mostly the Caribbean. And I got to work for five years, get paid to travel around the Caribbean. So that's where it all sort of started for me. So when I became land-based, I had all that experience already of being able to you know, sell the destinations because I had literally been like to Antigua every Thursday for almost five years. I'd been there for a couple hours at a time. Right. <laughs> so then I finally got to go for one full week, which you know all about because you were there yeah. too. <laughs> so you were, you were on the love boat. I was on, yes. <laughs> the love boat. <laughs> so after that experience in the cruise ships and you decided to, become a travel advisor. You've been doing that for 15 years. Is there any specific destinations that you would highly recommend or that you really had, you know, left a lasting impression on you? Well, okay. So definitely the Caribbean is very, very close to my heart. If I was to pick a different destination that's not in the Caribbean, I did the like Copenhagen, Denmark, um, and Russia cruise. I actually did that as a passenger and I got to fly from St. Petersburg to Moscow in one day and walk around the Red Square and, you know, experience that destination. So that was probably the most unique and exciting destination that I had been because it was much different than all of the other places that I had been to. But if I'm talking about recommending, you know, for someone to go for like sun, sand and beach, then I think everybody knows that Antigua has my heart and that I would, you know, first and foremost recommend Antigua and then probably Barbados would be, would be up there ranking as well. Cause I am a sun, sand and beach person. I love to, you know, pull up a beach chair, put my feet in the sand and, you know, sit there with my, my daiquiri and, and you know read a book and and watch the sun and and watch the sunset and all that type of thing so definitely the caribbean is where i i'm is my go-to when i'm recommending to people now you mentioned antigua what would our travelers experience going to antigua oh my goodness there's so many things so antigua has a um, well, they used to have a tagline, 365 beaches, one for every day of the year. Now they have um, the beaches, just the beginning. And that's so true. Like when we were there, one of my biggest memories is Shirley Heights, which is, you know, at the yes. top of a mountain, overlooking an absolutely stunning view of the island. They and, and every Sunday night, and I think Thursdays as well, if I remember correctly, but I know definitely Sunday night is like the, the barbecue party up there and the locals are and the tourists all go up there. There's dancing, like we dance for hours that night, that Sunday night that we were there. They have the um, like the barbecue happening. They had some vendors as well. And I remember buying um, one of those shaker things. I don't know what you call them, like, like a shaker, musical shaker yep. from one of the vendor guys there. 
and taking the pictures and watching the sunset. Um, and then there's Nelson's Dockyard as well, which has a lot of you know, history to it. And my fate now, I haven't been all over the entire island of Antigua yet, but one of the beaches that when we pulled up, I remember the moment we pulled up to this, and you, you'll remember this too, because you were there on that trip, that we pulled up to Turner's Beach. And there was a little restaurant there um, right on the beach, and we all went in the water. And when I saw that beach for the first time, I like I all had tears in my eyes, like just the beauty of it for me. That beach really, really captivated me and, and like the water, just like like crystal clear, like turquoise and the white sand. So I'm I'm a beach nut. I love the beaches. So and there's like 365 of them, like big beaches, small like little nooks and crannies. And the food was amazing. We were there for Independence Day. So we got to experience a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the food because they had big, uh, like a huge field that had all the tents set up there. And there was all kinds of different food and there was entertainment. So if you're lucky enough to plan to go around like in the fall time, then you would get to experience the Independence Day and all the celebrations. So hopefully that's going to be able to happen in 2021. And this whole pandemic thing is going to be starting to, to shift away and these activities, these um, carnivals and things that the islands are famous for, you'll be able to go there and experience those. That's what my hope is. One of my memories, like you said, about the uh, food, the Independence Day, uh, that celebration was at the Cricket Stadium. And yes. basically they closed a the parking lot and filled it with vendors. And I remember a long walk from the road into the actual area, but it was worth it. Yeah. Just being in a country like Antigua, to see the people so excited to celebrate their independence was something that will last with me forever. Yes, I, I agree. Absolutely. Like the energy of that and everybody being so passionate about, you know, their home and it, the, the people are what what make the destination for me as well. You know, I feel very welcomed, very comfortable. Um, and I remember our very own Tamika. Uh, it was her aunt's birthday. And we went up to the top of um, Pineapple Beach Resort to, what was it called? The out the Outhouse. The Outhouse Restaurant? <laughs> yeah, Bar that, Restaurant. Yeah, that, that was stunning. I absolutely loved that as well. And I remember it was uh, Tamika's aunt's birthday. And she sang a song. Uh, to her aunt with the, for her birthday that night. That was a really, really special memory because being there as a travel agent and, you know, quote, a tourist, I got to see somebody who is from the islands have a very special interaction with her family member, even though she was on, you know, working because yeah. she was taking us on this trip. She took that time and had that, that special experience with her aunt. So I really felt like I was immersed in like the local you know, with the local people and their, their culture and, and part of that family experience. That was so special to me. And we got to enjoy cake. We had cake. Yes, yes. We had cake. <laughs> and I think another memory from that specific spot was when we got that piece of wood and we all put our names down on it, because just to let the listeners know what what the outhouse is, it's the, you wouldn't expect it to be a bar or restaurant. It is made up of tin and wood and... It's very eclectic. Everywhere you look inside this place are people that have traveled all over the world that have come. And each person comes, they bring either a souvenir from their country. I've seen license plates or 
different things that signify where they come from. But most people just write on a piece of wood the year they came, where they came from, their name. And that's posted all over the place. So you see hundreds of these. So while we were there as a group, we were able to all sign the piece of wood. And we stayed there and watched the gentleman put it high up proudly. So when everybody comes, they can see the Canadian group was there. Yep. <laughs> That's right. And I, I really enjoyed looking at all the different signs and seeing where everybody was from, right? There was people, like you said, like from all over the world. So, and I remember the golf cart, you had to like take a, I mean, I guess you could have walked, but it's a really long way and being um, driven up to the top of that mountain with, I think it was the general manager that drove me up and uh, going right up to the top there. And the view was, oh my God, spectacular. Absolutely amazing. And remember we got those little gifts when we were leaving? Oh, yes. Yes. Those little, uh, was it rum cake or something? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, so many memories and, and even traveling around, we, we did this safari as well. The Jeep safari with elite. Yeah. Pink Panther. Uh, yeah. Those pink Jeeps. And I really enjoyed that. I remember it was so bumpy though. <laughs> and the thing I liked about it was the fact that, uh, because the Island is so small, we were able to get around and see a lot of the different tourist sites. Um, Devil's Bridge. Uh, we got to go to Nelson's dockyard and spend a little bit of time there. And you mentioned early, earlier, Shirley Heights is something I would recommend anybody do. I know right now during this pandemic, it's closed on Sundays, closed on Thursdays. Um, at least the, the party part of it is closed and it will come back. It will. It will. I have hope. And as you said, the Caribbean is one of your favorite destinations or your favorite destination. And for me, I've had the fortunate opportunity to travel some of the islands there, like Dominican, Cuba, Jamaica. But I have to say, Antigua is my favorite. I think it's the people, the the beaches, definitely the beaches. It's got to be the beaches. You know, like, you know, you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm going to go this beach. And you do that every day for a year, and you're going to a different beach. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, every time you you know you, you're driving along, and everywhere you look, like whether you look to the right or you look to the left, you're you're literally like there's there's just beaches everywhere because there's so many little nooks and crannies, right? Hmm. And that's that's what I and we only saw like uh, you know just a tiny little bit of the island. I mean, I know we went around the island, but we didn't see all of it in the seven no. days. No, right? we did not. So it always leaves so much, uh, so much more. And I love that the properties, you know, there's like the the, the sandals, five star luxury, you know, the higher end um, property. But then there's the little boutique properties, you know, that you can have more of a bed and breakfast kind of stay. And so you, you really have your pick of any kind of vacation experience you want all like on the same island. So I cannot wait to go back. Maybe they'll do another fam for us once all of this uh, pandemic stuff is over. <laughs> I would look forward to going back. I even kid with Tamika. Well, I actually don't kid, but I would personally like to actually move there. I know it's a little dangerous sometimes with hurricanes and stuff, but anywhere in the Caribbean, you have to worry about that as long as you prepare yourself. But I know in my situation that my uh, my wife won't move. So if I'm moving, yeah. I'm moving on my own. I pack up one suitcase and I'm going we can go for just the winter months. Well, I guess we could, yeah. We, yeah. we could go back, not to stay, but uh, it's one place that I've been that I I honestly say 
I want to go back. And it's not just once or twice. I think I could go back more than because there's like it's the people. There's a lots to see, and there's so many beaches. Absolutely, and we'll have personal tour guides there because if Tamika's there or if uh, Shamoy, who you know works with the Antigua Tourist Board, yeah. um, he's he's back there now. So uh, you know, I told him as soon as I come up, as soon as I show up there, personal tour guide, right? <laughs> So, and there's also a lot of hiking and things like that. I've been seeing his videos doing hiking to the tops of these mountains and at the sunset or um, when the sun rises. So there's a lot of stuff that we still have yet to um, yet to experience, right? So keep dreaming. That's what my live virtual vacations are for. Keep keep yourself dreaming and seeing what's out there and and you know experiencing it so that you put it at the top of your list to say, okay, yes, now I've seen it. I've seen, you know, a little sliver of it, and now I want to go, right, as soon as I can go there. And you do that with your live virtual vacation experience. I try to do it through the sound of my podcast and in my books. We, yeah. need, to, we need to keep the dream alive. Now, before you go, is there any travel tip that you could leave our listeners? You've been in the industry for a while. You've traveled. One specific important travel tip. Um, I always say research, 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 because, you know, and talk to people that have been there to the place that you want to go. Because when you're looking online on websites, everything can look all, you know, wonderful. And obviously, if, if you know, a, a resort or, or something is trying to promote their, you know, their property, they're going to put the best of the best, all the best pictures, all the best everything on there. But you know, without use, if well, first of all, use a travel agent definitely to help you do this research. But when you are doing your research, to make sure that you're also talking to people and checking the reviews and really being an informed traveler. And now, more than ever, 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 it's so important now. There's going to be a lot of protocols. There's going to be requirements. It's so important to know your facts before you go if you're going to need testing or if there's going to be quarantining or what's going to happen. And even up until you're the day before you leave, check the government websites because everything is changing in the blink of an eye. And if you book something now for, you know, six months from now, you know, something can change 17 times between now and then. So your research is very important and keeping on top of all of the um, regulations right up until the day you leave is very, very crucial. So those are my two tidbits of advice. And I'd always say to my listeners, book with a travel advisor. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You do not want to get caught out. Now more than ever, travel advisors are, uh, you know, They've always been extremely valuable, but I think people are finally starting to really, really understand how valuable we are being the, the informed person that can help uh, to, you know, to help you make your decisions and to choose the best vacation for you. And then also to be there for you in the event that something is going, you know, off the off the the trail there that you have somebody that's got your back and can help you through it. So book with a travel specialist. Yes. Well, Tracy, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. And I would love to have you back in the future as we see where we're going with travel as it slowly opens up again. So thanks again. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say thanks again. And uh, 
Have yourself a wonderful evening. Thank you very much, Randy. Thank you for asking me to come on your podcast. I've been very excited to do this. We've been planning it for a while, um, and I finally was able to, to do it. So thank you very much, and what an amazing conversation we've had. Thank you. What I'll do is in the show notes, I can put direction to your website, put mention in there about live virtual vacation experiences so people know where to find you. I do thank you for all that you do. Thank you so much, Randy. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye for now.